was we had no. a uh, we had a Washington fan kind of come at us. Not really come at us. Gross. Very nice, very respectful Washington fan on our uh, on our last episode on our Tuesday episode about the Washington Oregon rivalry. We had some numbers wrong, and we we kind of upset them a little bit. Um, well. I was very nice, very, oh, I think very respectful to him. We'll try to be a little better with our numbers this episode, you know. I just want to let you guys know, though, before we get started here, our interns aren't paid very well. Our production team, they're, you know, they're not paid very well. They work for free around here. So, uh, you know, if you want to help them out, subscribe. Subscribe, and we'll get going. Hit that button. Uh, we're live. We're live, episode we three. Uh, we got Thursday Night Football coverage to kick it off, per the usual. Oh, we're going to get right into that. Um, we've got... The more, I, the more I've looked into this game through the last few days, uh, the more excited I am for this one. We've got a defensive matchup firsthand. Uh, secondhand, two very high playoff potential teams here. Uh, very wide open division, Saints and Jags. I think both atop their divisions right now. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's the biggest implication Thursday night football game we've had in a few weeks. Um, both these teams are fighting for something. Saints are favored by a point and a half. Not sure as though I necessarily agree with that one, but, uh, we'll get into that. Both teams, like I said, entering this game as legitimate playoff contenders. Jags are four and two. They're off of three straight wins, but the Jags wins, the Jags wins get a little bit weird. You've got somehow you've already played and beat the Colts twice. You had didn't they play in London twice though? They did play in London twice. You yeah. beat the Falcons at home and you beat the Bills in London. You beat it the Colts won. in London once and the Colts at that's, home once. And then the crazy. Falcons at home and the Bills in Lo- in London. Very weird schedule. Uh weird. your losses are to the Chiefs and I think the Texans. Um looking for a defensive slugfest. What do you guys feel like off rip in this one? I think the Jags kind of take this one easily. I think the one and a half point spread in the Saints' favor is kind of crazy. And I mean, you guys have heard me talk about the Jags. I'm not huge fans of them, but I'm also not huge fan of the Saints' offense. It has looked very bad. Uh, obviously, Derek Carr hasn't been 100% healthy, but I mean, like they just don't look good. And this Jags' defense is pretty solid. Uh, I would have to agree, but I say this is going to be just a a deep I agree a defensive just battle it's going to be a battle in the trenches it's going to be one and loss on the on you know offensive lines and defensive lines that's and I think it's going to be a low scoring game so if you take the under you know another little little take the under speaking of defense that Jags defense to me just screams in this one and we'll we'll get to a few reasons why but uh first of all Pressure rate, the Jags are, are at a pressure rate of 23.4% here to start the season. They have a turnover, an average per game turnover margin of plus 1.2, which is the highest in the league. Um, so you got to look for that defensive front to make a huge impact, which we'll get to that a little bit more when we get to the injury report here in a little bit. Uh, Saints are looking really, really weak on that front. But I, I expect that Jags front to do exactly what they've done against every team so far this season. Get a lot of pressure. Um, get a lot of hurries back there. Probably force an interception or two. Um, Josh Allen been balling a little bit. Josh Allen has been looking really well. 
Um, I don't know. I just, the Saints team, I, I looked and looked and looked. I did research all day. The Saints team to me, they just don't, there's not a lot of positives there. Um, Derek Carr, fully healthy again. That offense has been lackluster, but you got plenty of weapons. Derek Carr, for the first time in three weeks, has been a full participant all week in practice. Um, so, I mean, you look for him to come back with a fully healthy, healthy shoulder, and you might, you might have him slinging the rock again. Derek Carr is, at the very least, a respectable quarterback. Um, and you got plenty of weapons here. You got Chris Olave, you got Michael Thomas, you've got Alvin Kamara. I mean, you've got a dang near guaranteed touchdown a game in Alvin Kamara. Um, so there's, there's offensive potential, but this team, they've only scored over 20 points one time this season. There, there's just not yeah, a lot of, they're offense. not winning games. You're not winning games. They're only putting up 20 games. Yeah, you got a good point. Well, they're winning fifty percent of their games. Yeah, yeah. Well, and if you want, if you want to go to the playoffs, winning fifty percent of your games is not good enough. I mean, that is that's in, in that division. It might be in that division. Yeah, I guess it <laughs> might be because that division. What you got? The Falcons, garbage. The Panthers, who literally can't win a game to save their lives, and oh, the Bucks. Bucks are all right. Lions just beat the crap out of them, but Bucks are up there, but. Saints, oh, hello. Saints split that series once and then, you know, win 50% of your games. They, could, do not on. they could be an eight and nine wildcard playoff team fairly easily in that division, which we're, yeah, that's true. we're kind of sleeping on the Bucks a little bit here after we've talked very highly of the Bucks for weeks. Oh, for um, sure. For sure. Our, our light pole <laughs> thinks very highly of the Bucks as well, which we'll get to. Well, the light pole doesn't. We did, though. Um, to me... Uh, the bottom line in this game is the Jags are they're scoring plenty. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, he's got that knee injury, but it sounds like he's fine. He's going to play. Travis Etienne is another guaranteed touchdown guy. Zay Jones is out tonight, but Trevor Lawrence seems to find a way to get it done regardless of the weapons he has on the field. Um, the Jags are a team that scores 19.6 points per game, so they, they reach that 20 threshold plenty. The Saints are scoring, I believe, like 13.4 a game. You come into this game, if you have any mistakes, like look at the Texans game. Look at the Texans game on Sunday. You had, I think, 83 yeah, yards true. of penalties. You were 0 for 2 on fourth down conversions. I think they were 3 for 4 or 3 for 5 on third down conversions, which that's not bad, but you got to convert those. Um, they had two turnovers in that game as well against a Texans team who doesn't force a lot of turnovers. You have one or two of those mistakes, throw some penalties in there against this Jags team, which you're bound to have against that defensive front. And I, I just don't – I see this one getting out of hand a little bit. But uh, let's get to that injury report because I keep bringing it up. I keep talking yeah, about Yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of injuries in this game. Um, I, didn't even, I didn't even put out the Jags injury report here. I know Zay Jones is out. But other than that um, – or Zay Jones was at least questionable. He did not participate in practice yesterday. Uh, Saints injury report. These are the guys that are confirmed out. You've got James Hurst, Jawan Johnson, Ryan Ramchek, and Landon Young. Three of those are tackles. Uh, that line right yeah. now has almost no depth. You had two more tackles who are questionable going into this game. Uh, half of their line did not practice this week. You've got a really, really beat up room there. And to me, this Jags defensive front, again, one of the best in the league. Up front, everywhere else, they're pretty lackluster. But up front, they're one of the best in the league. Give these guys some 
some time and some space to get going. And that line on the Saints looks pretty weak. Um, all questionable as well. I believe, believe at least two of these are playing for sure. Tyron Matthew is questionable. Jamario Davis and Jamal Williams are also questionable. That's a heck of a list. I thought, I thought Jamal Williams was listed as out. He might be out now. He might be I out thought now. he was out like five to six weeks or something like that after week two. Jeez. Uh, he was Wait. listed. He practiced this week on Tuesday. Well, week five weeks. That would, be, that would be week seven to this week. That'd be this week. Oh, yeah. it is week seven. Say, Holy cow, this season's gone by quick. a limited participant on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, how do we think those injuries affect the Saints? <laughs> I mean, obviously, you're going against, like you were saying, one of the better defensive lines in the league, and being that short on the offensive line does not not help at all. And then, obviously, they're shorter tight end too. So, like, they're missing a lot of key blockers. And I'm I'm looking at like uh, what Tavon Walker to step up big on the ends, and he he's got to he's got to get to the quarterback. Uh, Clay's Campbell, he's got to get there, and I think they will. I think they'll have kind of a heyday with him. Um, and then obviously, I mean, Josh Allen coming off the edge, he, he can blitz, he can he can drop back in coverage, he can do kind of it all. So I, I look for this Jags defense to have a, another solid game like they did last week against a very impressive offense in the Bills. If Demario Davis and Tyron Matthew do not play in this game, that defense is losing like both major yeah. captains, which... True. Can you know shake them? They still have Cam Jordan, obviously. I don't know if he's healthy right now. Um, obviously, he's not on the report, so he's probably healthy. Um, like Cam Jordan practiced both days this week, limited, but he practiced. Well, they still got Cam Jordan, so like they could still possibly get after Trevor Lawrence a little bit if he's you know struggling with that knee. Could, Without Cam Jordan on that know. front, though, uh, that. The Saints defense to it, me, the, it's it's got the nothing. Defense looks, like you said, they're yeah. missing they're missing yeah, two of their scary. they're missing two of their key captains there on defense. You don't have Cam Jordan, you essentially have no pass rush, which their pass rush isn't that strong to begin with. And I just again there's not a lot of positives jumping out to me on this Saints team on this Saints team. I think you get a low scoring matchup here for sure, but I just I don't see the Saints hanging on in, in this one. Um Really tight spread, obviously for a reason. I just there's nothing jumping out to me in this game that says the Saints, even at home, can come out and and pull this one out. I I agree. Um, yeah, uh, this isn't gonna be a fun one for the Saints. I, I don't think so either. But we'll, we'll get to picks before we get to picks. Though, <laughs> let's uh, let's look at some betting props here. We've said low scoring, over under set at forty. That's twenty a piece. That's twenty a piece. I'm hitting. Smashing the under. Hitting the under. Even, hammer, if, even if it's hammer it now. Jags 23, Saints 18. Sorry if my math is horrible there, but I think that's 40 or over. Um, either way, yeah, it is. It's 41. Yeah. 41. Um, over. Yeah. I mean, that's not that's not an unreasonable score with Derek Carr fully healthy. Um I just think the defenses are gonna dominate in this game. I think so too. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of turnovers in this game as well. I, yeah, I'm going with that under. Um, anytime touchdowns, you got a lot of anytime touchdown scorers in this game. A lot of firepower here. Uh, you've got Travis Etienne at plus 115, Calvin Ridley at plus 200, Alvin Kamara at minus 120, and Chris Olave at plus 175. If we were to pick just one of those four guys in a low-scoring game, so only one of these might score. Um, if we were to pick just one of those guys, who are we thinking? For me personally, I like Calvin Ridley. I think I mean I think Travis I think Travis Etienne's also a pretty pretty easy score. 
but I think I think Trevor Lawrence likes uh, Calvin Ridley a lot, and I think Calvin Ridley will get in there. And he's fast, and that I feel like that uh, same secondary isn't quite to the speed of him, and he'll be able to definitely. shift around him pretty easily. He definitely helps. Joe, what are we thinking? I was gonna go like his his teammate Travis Etienne because I believe he scored in the last uh, two ball games at least has put up a bunch of points and I, I I said this before podcast but I'll say it again on podcast live for the people uh, if Travis Etienne gets over 150 all-purpose yards there's no way the Jags lose this game so Gosh. give me Travis Etienne you did say that um. I think if there's going to be a touchdown in this I game, agree with that. I don't think you're seeing a lot of passing touchdowns in this game. Even if Trevor Lawrence has plenty of time to drop back and throw the football, I don't see... Obviously, Calvin Ridley can get open, especially with guys like Tyran Matthew out. Um, but I, I still don't see a passing touchdown in this game if it's low scoring. It's either going to be Kamara if the Saints win or Travis Etienne if the Jags win. I'm going with Travis Etienne here because my pick, you know. Um... I respect that. Here's a fun one. Here's a fun one. If the passing game doesn't get going, Derek Carr over or under 239.5 passing yards. Fully healthy shoulder. He's got he's got Olave. He's got Michael Thomas to get him to rack up some yards here. Uh, I believe I think he averages just over that number, but against this Jags defense, you might not be getting the ball off as easily. I'm, I'm going to say me, personally, this is a, if, if, if we're doing picks, this is a garbage shoot pick and I'm not touching it. <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm going to say under because of how, how good this Jags defense has been getting after the quarterback this year, just on their pressure rates and just being in his face, causing, causing havoc. I'm uh I'm going to say, I'm going to put him, I'm going to put him right around 216. I'm going to put him right around 216. I'm going to go with that under. As well, I'm gonna say buck 85. Buck 85. Oh. Joe is going under 200. sub 200. Sub 200. 200. I, I, I honestly was thinking I might hit the over on it just because I think they're going to be playing from behind, so they're going to have to pass it. So he'll get kind of like some garbage minute pass yards, guys. Can I be can I be fully honest with you? I, but I just uh, that one I'm I not hate player props. I, I hate props yeah, in general. Right. Over unders, I hate because like you always want to bet the over and. I mean, it does just suck because you never know. It's football, football, football. Sometimes, uh, I hate football the anytime touchdowns because, like, the Plus only guarantee, the only guarantee in the league is like Christian McCaffrey, and he's out. But I hate anytime touchdowns. I hate over unders on passing totals because they always set that line like right under their average to bait people into going over, yeah. and then it's like, I don't know. I hate those. I hate totals. Uh, we want to make our picks here. Absolutely. I think it's very clear that uh, I, I think we've all yeah, hinted I'm pretty heavily. Jags. I think we've all hinted pretty heavily here, uh, which is fine. Jags money line, baby. Uh, yeah, I mean, not that juice pick. Don't yeah. go plus one and a half. Go Jags money line. I think we're all picking the Jags here. Uh, to me, again, that yeah. defensive that defensive front is huge. Uh, you gotta you gotta limit Derek Carr's ability to throw the ball. You gotta limit the time he gets back there because he can't really move too well on his feet. Uh, you make him uncomfortable back there. I'm sure that shoulder's still hurting a little bit. As dirty as that sounds, football is football. Um, make him uncomfortable back there. I just, I don't, I don't see the Saints team coming out on top in this one. That defensive front is huge. Turnover margin's huge. Um, 
Saints have any penalties against them like they normally do. I believe this team averages like 90 yards per game in penalties. The Patriots are like Good one of the Lord. the Patriots are like one of the only ones ahead of them in penalty yards per game. Um, and they the suck Patriots at everything. Suck. The Patriots suck. <laughs> the Patriots have like hundred. They are such a bad a team. Penalties. Bad team. Oh my gosh. Jags are my pick. How how are we feeling? <laughs> That's who are we picking? Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely hammering. I like it. Hammering it. So uh, that game's probably already going. You guys can check in on that. See how that's going. With that said, it is uh, it's time to reveal the light pole. It's time to reveal the light pole week seven. The light pole, once again, for those of you who are new, the light pole is our model, our power rankings and ratings model. The power rankings is our power ratings combined with our three picks for power rankings averaged out together. That's our power rankings. The power ratings is what the light pole spits out, which is essentially a model, a bunch of jumbled up stats, and an algorithm that spits out a number for who the best team in the league is. It's been pretty dang accurate. The spreads pretty are winning. Good. The spreads are helping us win. Uh, we'll get to Big spread dubs. to spread. We got, we got good records around here. Um, with that said, I, uh, I was a little late to this episode because I didn't spend my time wisely in the last couple of days. You could say that. I kind of did. But... Um, I fully, I fully revamped the light pole this weekend. I, I decided I didn't like a couple of the stats and the analytics in it, and I decided I didn't like the numbers it was spitting out. Some things weren't making sense. So instead of just revamping those couple of stats, I, I just redid the entire thing. Um, <laughs> so a lot more advanced analytics in there, and I'm going to keep improving it as we go. Oh. But uh, it's, it's cool because the numbers it's spitting out now – the difference in the number one and number two team, which I'm not going to reveal yet, but the difference in the number one and number two team is 0. 0.07 points. The difference mm. in the number one and the number 32 team is about 24 points, which makes sense. Because if you guys know who number one is and you guys know who number 32 is, if Vegas were to put a spread out for those two teams on a neutral field right now, it would probably sit around 24 points. Um, Three scores, yeah. I'd I'd guess more around like eighteen, but either way, um, with that said, yeah, thirty-two second, yeah, that's a fair thirty-second ranked team. They suck. So the numbers the numbers are a lot tighter <laughs> now, and the analytics are a lot lot more a lot more improved. So without further ado, here is week seven of the light pool. You're looking at the rankings here. Uh, we got 49ers coming in at first. The Dolphins have moved up to second, notably. The Lions have moved from two weeks ago, I believe Ooh. number seven, up to number three. Chiefs are back in the top five. Eagles are out of the top five. Um, the bottom ten there has switched up quite a bit. What's what's sticking out to you guys on here? So the number in the bracket is what the number in the NFL bracket ranks them. No, 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 no. So the big number is our overall ranking, which is yeah, the yeah, light yeah, pole. Yeah combined with our averages the number in the bracket is the light pole models rating for the team oh so what, the jets at 22 is crazy yeah so what you're seeing is the light pole agrees and with our number one 27 the light pole agrees with our number one our number two and our number four uh the light pole has the lions at five it has the bills at three That's eagles at seven it puts the eagles down it puts the ravens significantly down to 12 um Damn. What's again? What is what's sticking out here? Who do, who do you think's too high? Who do you think's too low? 
looking at both numbers. Uh, I mean, it's got the Houston Texans at number nine. It does have the Houston Texans at number nine. Uh, That's absurd. You can say that's absurd, but but you agreed with that. That number, I did. You had them yeah, fairly I guess I high, did, didn't I? Me and you both had them the fairly high. Are really you're right, good. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're um, right. Either way, after looking at some of their, they've beaten and competed with some tough teams. They have competed with some tough teams, and they beat them. They they beat one of the teams we're discussing tonight in the Saints. So, um. And they, yeah. they also they, they beat ball. both CJ of these teams. The they beat both of dog. the teams that are playing tonight. They did tonight. beat both of these teams. <laughs> um, yeah, I take that back. CJ Stroud, I'm sorry. I love you. I don't think the Raiders are low dog. enough. I, I frequently disrespect the Raiders. Oh, the Raiders. Um, I'm trying to think of some not- I don't think- numbers that were standing out. Um, there was one that I was thinking. Oh, um, I was looking at Commander Sam Howell. Sam Howell this season has been sacked, I think, he's, 30, pretty good. he's been sacked 33 times uh, for, yeah. I think, over 300 yards. He's been sacked 11 more times than the next quarterback. Uh, those are yeah. some, of, some of the numbers on there as well. Uh, they've never been able disgusting. to keep a quarterback clean in uh, Washington. That's, that's they, a fact. They have not. Um, some yeah, games. Thysman, dude. Some, uh, some games to, yeah. to watch for on the, the light pole here. Uh, we got Lions Ravens. That's uh, that's a matchup we want to see this weekend. Uh, Lions at number win, five on the light pole. Obviously, not what you're seeing because our rankings have them at three. But the light pole model itself has them at five. The Ravens at twelve. The light pole does, however, at home favor the Ravens by one and a half point points. That's crazy. So um, we'll have to keep an eye on that one. That's it almost would, disrespectful. I think that's what that means. The spread it's is that means real, it's still no. picking. It's, it's three. three. That means it's still picking the Lions it's to cover three. plus three. Um, either way, home field advantage plays into that. Uh, number 24 bears versus number 26 Raiders has Chicago at home favored by one and a half. I think that line should, but if fields is out, I guess they signed trace McSorley. So come on. Now. Oh, McSorley. <laughs> uh, you got the number two dolphins versus the number dime. seven Eagles. The Eagles at home are favored by half a point. Half How's a that point. Even possible? Uh, recent offensive struggles play massively into that. The, well, I'm not. I'm not saying how. Just make it a full point. You can't win by half of a point. The Eagles are scoring in the red zone at like 32. percent Last season they yeah, were they, they were scoring at like 68. percent So um, yeah, Nick Sirianni can't quite figure it out down there right now. Yeah, that's your coach of the year. One of the the metrics in the system here, another cool one. I want Silly to Joe. Out. One of the metrics is a uh, true red zone percentage, which kind of combines some different numbers, uh, which mainly are the percentage of drives that reach the red zone and the percentage of times in the red zone that you score. And the inter- interesting thing is the Patriots actually score the highest in that metric because they only reach the red zone on, I believe, yeah, like 11% of their drives. But when they're in the red zone, they score at over 80%. That's so sad, man. But like, when you're like... only reaching the red zone one time a game, that means nothing. <laughs> so that magic yeah, is high for them. Suck. But it's it's fun. Here's the thing. Uh, this stuff is tasking. Like, it's crazy tasking. But... To look at these numbers and then actually like analyze why it's spitting out what it's spitting out is kind of cool. 
it's fun. Um, I spent all last night doing that. But um, any other games that are sticking out to you guys this weekend? I think Steelers play the Rams. Uh, that was an interesting one to me. Chargers Chiefs was an interesting one to me. Based that's on the gonna be. Here. I I like that game a lot. Actually, the Packers. Yay. Packers. Who do they play again? They pick Chiefs. Um, Packers play the Broncos. That one play Broncos. Yeah. That one metrically seems like it's going to be a lot closer than what it than what we think it should be. Yeah, that one's going to be an interesting one just because Jordan Love is not looking good. No. He looked good and then he looked bad. And the Broncos defense played Relax, don't kill me, Joe. The Broncos I'm defense I'm played chilling, bro. The Broncos defense played pretty good against the Chiefs last week. It's crazy because the Broncos defense is supposed to be like otherworldly. Like with Pat Sertan, yeah. the defensive front they have they're supposed to be one of the best in the league. Obviously, I think offensive struggles really hurt that. Uh Deeper theory Bring that we're not going to deeper theory that we're not going to go too in depth on. I think Russell. I think Russell Wilson hurts that team mentally more than people realize. Um, but that, that defense Russ is Cook. supposed to be so good, and they're just they're just not. That Russ, what cook what? <laughs> the only thing he's cooking is freaking garbage. That big beans. Give me, dude. Paxton Lynch played better than what Russell Wilson has with the Broncos. Oh my god. <laughs> That is the light pull. That is the light pull. Week seven, we gave you some games to watch. Now, how about we give you some games to pick? Some banger games. How about we give you some games to pick? We're back with pick mine. We're back. We're back with spread to spread. On a right. The segment where we're going head to head against the spreads to find out who can pick them the best. Right now, Zach's picking them the best. Zach is at thirteen and five. I'm at twelve and six. Joe missed last week, so he's at five and four. Realistically, if Joe wasn't silly the first episode and didn't pick money line upsets, Joe would be sitting at seven and two. <laughs> um, but either way, Zach is currently leading. Uh, I'm right behind him, and Joe realistically is on pace. Um, Scoring-wise, Zach is 2-0-0. I am 1-1-0, and Joe is 0-1-1. That scoring, Mm -hmm. I mean, Joe wins four straight here, and that scoring could really change. Um, That's the coolest thing. Your overall record does not necessarily matter at the end of this. If you finish second place throughout this entire thing, you realistically could win at the end of the season. Uh, let's get to our picks here, though. Uh, I want to lead off tonight. I want to lead off tonight. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go pretty quick through these. Uh, Bills going to Foxborough, taking on the Patriots. Spreads minus eight and a half. I, I was very confident in Bills minus 18 against the Giants. That didn't happen. So I, it was minus 14. The light pole had minus 18. But minus eight and a half, come on. That is three field goals. You can beat the Patriots by three field goals. Let's go. Give me Bills minus eight and a half. I think that's a no-brainer. Uh, Buccaneers minus two and a half. I believe the Buccaneers are at home against the Falcons. Uh, look for the Buccaneers to make a bounce-back game here. They got kind of crushed by the by the Lions there last week. They didn't necessarily get crushed on the scoreboard, but they got crushed physically in that game. Um, give me the Bucks to bounce back. I don't think the Falcons are that good. You saw red zone struggles last week. They couldn't close out a game through two interceptions in crunch time. 
Give me the Bucks to take that one. Commanders minus two. I'm riding the Commanders for, I think, a third straight week here. Uh, Commanders take on the Giants. I don't care if you're on the road. This Commanders team behind Sam Howell should be beating the Giants by a field goal. Uh, Bears plus three. Agreed. I am ridiculously confident in this Bears plus three. I don't think the Raiders are a good team. Even if Fields is out, I, I don't care. Um, Bears plus three to me, I think the Bears are the stronger team here. The Bears are at home here. I think the Raiders are a very poorly coached team, and that's entirely what I'm basing this one on. Give me the Bears to cover that one. I got Wisconsin minus two and a half. They got embarrassed last week against Iowa. You're now playing arguably the worst team in the Big Ten in Illinois. I don't care if you're going on the road. Beat Illinois by a field goal. You need to get back in that Big Ten West race. JMU, baby. Uh, they're new to the FBS. They are 6-0. and They are not bowl eligible because it is their first year in the FBS. They're still on freaking restriction, which sucks. Put JMU in a bowl. Um, I, I don't care who JMU is playing this season. I'm a rock with them till they lose. They've been blowing out teams and a lot of people don't think they should be blowing out. They're taking on Marshall this weekend on the road. Joe, I know you love Marshall, but I think Marshall slips in this one. Give me JMU by three and a half. Tennessee. That's tonight, isn't it? Uh, that is tonight. That might be going right now. Uh, by the way, these picks were locked in as of last night. So last night they were in already, uh, Tennessee. Plus eight and a half. Tennessee goes to Tuscaloosa this weekend to take on Alabama. And that alone, Alabama at home, they could run away with this one. They could win it by 10 late. I understand that. Here's the thing with Tennessee. This is the one I'll break down a little more. Tennessee last weekend rushed for roughly 260 yards against Texas A&M. Texas A&M has held teams like Alabama, teams like Auburn, uh, and teams like Arkansas to under 80 rushing yards they held the tide to under 80 rushing yards that's um, crazy and tennessee rushed for 260 on them uh, i think this one's going to be a low scoring game uh, i don't think either of these quarterbacks have really got it going with their offenses so that run game is going to come into play and that is tennessee's identity this year i think tennessee can lose by less than three field goals on the road give me tennessee plus eight and a half there Washington State, uh, Zach, I'm going against you a little bit here. Washington State plus 18 and a half. Washington State got embarrassed last weekend. They lost by 53 points to Arizona at home. There is no way they're coming out back-to-back weeks and getting blown out. This Washington State team is too well coached. And fully, entirely on that logic, I'm going Washington State Plus 18 and a half in this one. West Virginia minus three and a half. West Virginia is still my sneaky team to get into that Big 12 championship game. Uh, you're going to have to pull an upset against Oklahoma here in a couple weeks if you want to do that. But you don't play Texas, I believe. It might be the other way around. It might be the other way around, but you don't play one of the two. You just got to get that upset, and this West Virginia team's right there atop the Big 12. I think this team could still sneak in there. I definitely think they can go out at home and beat Oklahoma State by more than a field goal. Those are my picks. Ride them if you want to. If you're going to ride them, ride all of them because, you know, that record up there is looking pretty good. Zach, you want to take the floor? Or Joe, you want to take the floor? Uh, Joe, you take the floor. You take the floor. Take the floor. Oh. All right. Take that floor, Joe. Of first, we have the Lions plus three. I think that this Lions team is getting <laughs> disrespected with a, a favorite by the Ravens. Better, I think this Ravens – don't get me wrong – 
Don't get me wrong. I think this Ravens team is pretty good. I think their defense is much improved in the last couple of weeks. They've been playing a lot better. Offense still kind of shaky in spots. Lamar hasn't picked up the way you would think Lamar would be doing at this point in the season. I think this Lions defense is one of the best in the league. They can get after Lamar all day. The back half, they can defend you know, okay. They can't they can't do it great some days, but they do it all right enough to win ball games. I think they're gonna they're definitely gonna close that three point spread. There's no way they lose by three, especially to this Ravens team. Up next we got the Packers minus one and a half. I think they definitely I think the Packers win by ten. I think I this Broncos team is poorly coached, just like Ethan was talking about the Raiders earlier. Same same thing. I, I just think Sean Payton doesn't have his guys bought in like he should. Offense looks lackluster every week. You mean he doesn't Defense, have the pocketbook to pay his players to injure people? I guess not oh, anymore. Break. Continue. Um, that being said, I think wow. the defense looks good in spots. I think Pastor Tan is still one of the best corners in the league. That that being said, though, I think this Packers team wins by ten. They're gonna run the ball. They're gonna they're gonna do the Packers game. They're gonna do it. Up next, I got the Chiefs at minus five and a half against the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers play the Chiefs hard every year. That's usually a, a three point game, but I'm pretty confident in this Chiefs team. I think they're gonna come off of that last. Last week, showing against that Denver Broncos defense that has been embarrassed all year and, you know, kind of didn't look great. Did, you know, kind of didn't look great against <laughs> against that Broncos defense. They're going to come out against the Chargers. They're going to prove that Pat Mahomes is going to figure it out. He's got to start figuring it out at some point, right? So, Thanks. Touchdown, touchdown win for the Chiefs. I like it. I Up next, it. we got the Bears plus three. I don't think Is that Bears... your official? You can I'm switch that. You can switch that because nah, I. Nah, I'm good. Okay, I'm okay. good. I'm good. I'm a rock with you because I fuck with it. I've been fucking with this Bears team for a long time. They're they're I'd severely underrated. I think if Fields plays, I, he'll probably be on a snap count. They'll probably not oh try God. to hurt you, make him hurt. Um, that being said, Jimmy G just went out last week. They don't. I, I don't think they think he's going to play this week. Who? Not to interrupt, but who is their starter now? It's not Stidham, no, no, is it? Like Jared Stidham? No, 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 no. They got Peterman and uh, some guy that they just signed this year. He's a rookie stud. Oh, I, don't, I don't remember. I don't know his got name. It. Anyway. Remember. Anyways, give me the Bears. I'm rocking with the Bears. The like defense it, will show up. If we they, lose, we they, lose together, you know? <laughs> we lose together. Up next, I got Mississippi State. At plus six and a half against this Arkansas team that made Alabama have a run for its money. Mississippi State also gave Alabama a run for its money. So I think there's no way that this Mississippi State team gets beat by a touchdown. It's definitely going to be at least a three-point game. If not, you know, who knows? We could see a Mississippi State dub. I'm not going to call it, but plus six and a half, we're going to take the cover. I think they look better defensively. I think they the offense is starting to make it work. But they're not going to lose by a touchdown. I like it. Up next, I got the Ohio State Buckeyes. This is a bold against one. The Penn this is a big State game. Nittany Lions. This is a bold one. Minus four and a half. I have faith I don't hate it, in Kyle McCord. I have faith in this Ohio State team. 
I think Brian Day is not going to let himself get embarrassed at home in Columbus against James Franklin in this Penn State team. He has yet to have it happen to him. I don't think this is the year. Give me Ohio State minus like four it. and a half. I'm going to rock with you again, Ethan. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm about this West Virginia team. They've been playing really good ball this year, which is a surprise, you know, for a West Virginia team that rarely ever wins ball games in the Big 12. They're actually winning games. And they're going to show up against this Oklahoma State team. Give me give me at least, at least a touchdown against this team. They, they're going to show up and they're going to win. Yeah. Up next, I got the Colorado State Bison versus the UNLV Rebels, my or plus eight on the spread. I think they played their best game against Colorado earlier this year, and I think they're going to try to emulate that. And I think they they're gonna they're gonna make it a close game. It's going to be at least a three point game. UNLV probably will pull it out, but give me give me the Bison and Mike Norvelda to put up a put up a hell of a fight. Up next. I'm picking against uh, my own team, uh, the Clemson Tigers. We are. got the Miami U. Fake fan. Fake fan. At, at, at plus three. I, I think this Clemson team has taken a major step back as far as how good they actually are. Uh, that being said, I think this Miami team will come out and be like, okay, we have to, we have to win. We have to win. We have to win every single one. We have to continue to strive for a great bowl at this point to put our name out there and get more recruits and hopefully do yeah. it next year. You know what I, I'm uh, saying? I saw this Miami line originally. And the fact I you're Miami's at home against yeah. the Clemson team who has not looked great on offense. Yeah. Miami got blown out last week, but let's look at the team they got blown out by. I, I was very confused why Miami was a, a field goal underdog in this one, but I really like that pick. And that's why I also was looking at that. I was like, Miami's been like playing pretty well this year, yeah. despite what happened last week. And Clemson has looked shaky, shaky. So give me the U plus three. Zach, you can you can get us out you of get here. Get rounded out, big dog. Uh, to start off, it's Aiden O'Connell. That's who their quarterback is. That's their now starting quarterback. Sweet. It's either that's, Aiden O'Connell no, or that's the Raiders or, or Brian Hoyer. That's the Raiders. That's what I was talking about. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Bears. Bears is Trace McSorley. Anyway, what, what are your about? picks, Zach? I was talking about the Bears, but go ahead. <laughs> we might be losing. Oh, I don't give a crap who just... We might be losing Zach a little bit here. Some fields. Zach, let's get through your picks pretty quick here. Before we lose you. Oh. We might be losing Zach. Um, I'm going to start with his picks just to keep the episode rolling. Uh, you know, train doesn't stop here. He's got the Jags plus one and a half. Uh, I really like that pick. It's night. We all picked that. Obviously. I don't, I don't think the Jags should have been underdogs in this one, even on the road. He's got lions plus three, obviously, you know, big lions fan over here. I don't think the Ravens should be favored by three in this one either. Uh, he's got Browns minus two and a half. Who we got against the Browns? Browns two and a half against the Colts. I really like that one. Uh, Browns are on the road. Colts have not looked very good recently offensively. Anthony Richardson is now up for the season. I think Browns can definitely cover a field goal in that one. Uh, Packers minus one and a half. He, we, you guys both talked about that one. Uh, I also think the Packers are a significantly better team in that matchup. I like that pig, Zach. He's going against Joe. 
He is going against Joe. I, I lost him now. We're fully switched over because we lost Zach. Um, he's going against Joe with the Chargers pick. He's picking Chargers plus six. As Joe said in his own pick, the Chargers always play that Chiefs game close. So maybe a touchdown is uh is too wide of a spread there. Uh, I like that Chargers plus six pick a lot. He's got Missouri minus seven against South Carolina. Uh, I really like that pick as well. Missouri's been rolling. Missouri's been very, rolling. very kind to rolling. us in picks as well. Missouri has won us some money here this season. South Carolina just got blown out by Florida last week. I think Missouri can, at home, do the exact same thing to them. Maybe not blown out, but you can win by a touchdown on that one. Uh, he's got Iowa minus three and a half against Minnesota. Uh, fun fact, Iowa women's basketball head coach Lisa Bluter has more wins in Kinnick Stadium than the last three Minnesota head coaches. Uh, I really like that pick as well. Give me Iowa to win. I read that stat as well. Um, Oklahoma minus 18 and a half against UCF. I like that one. UCF has looked really, really ugly in the Big 12. Oklahoma's stupid good. That's only three touchdowns. Uh, they can pull away late with that one. I really like that. Easy. He's now. He's also Easy. going against me with Oregon minus 18 and a half against Washington State. Uh, as I said, Oregon at home could easily pull away by three touchdowns in this one. Washington State got blown out by Arizona last week. So that could go either way. Blown out. Either Zach wins or I win. Doesn't matter. I really like his Oregon pick. Regardless, I just think Washington State, you know, bounces back and loses by 17. But either way, those are Zach's picks. And uh, that's also going to do it for episode three of the live. We lost Zach there at the end, but just know he loves you guys and just uh, texted me and told me that you guys need to subscribe if you are still watching here. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the live here. Go watch some football. Go watch Jags Saints. Going to be a beautiful game. Uh, our picks are there. Tail them if you want. But if you're going to tail someone's picks, tail all of them. Don't come crying to us when you go three for five. And that's almost all the picks. Either way, and you lost. You know, you lost because you picked the wrong yeah. ones. Um, uh, that said, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We are going to see you again Tuesday for the weekend recap episode. And then we'll see you again live next week. We love you guys. Peace. Peace.